Osiris. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Female Centrics. Uh, We are the first female-hosted Fish Community Podcast, and this one pretty, again, I guess I get excited about all my po- all the podcasts and, and topics and whatnot, but um, but this one's a very, very extra special one. I think it's very extra special to all of us uh, because we are going to be reviewing the Ghosts of the Forest um, opening show in Maine, which I had the absolute um, blessing to be front row for. Trey announced the formation of this new band, Ghost of the Forest, and he wrote this last year after the passing, after he spent, I guess, four days uh, with the passing of his best friend from childhood, uh, Chris Cartrell. And so this is obviously Fish's guitarist and our the, the drummer from Fish, our boy, John Fishman, and uh, the bassist, Tony Markellis and keyboardist Ray. Oh goodness, I'm going to murder this last name. Pekowski. Everybody knows I'm not good at last names, though. <laughs> so Ray and Tony, and then vocalist Jennifer Hartswick are all from Tab, and then along with uh, the vocalist Celise, who played, who sang on Ziggy Stardust uh, when they sang in uh, Vegas together for the Halloween show. So uh, before we get into that, I just want to remind everybody that uh, Female Centrist is part of the Osiris Network, and Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics you love. Um, So there are Grateful Dead, and there's a few more fish. We've got Under the Scales and Helping Friendly Podcast. We've got No Simple Road. There's... um, history podcast and so if you're interested in checking out more podcasts about music and culture go to osirispod.com and we are in partnership with Jambase and Jambase is um, a great site that connects you with music and fans um uh, sorry, connects music and fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. So check them out at jambase.com. One of the pretty exciting things that just happened recently, too, is that Osiris has announced the launch of The Drop, which is a new podcast. And it's a weekly audio podcast serving up the week's big music news and more. So think about like Yo, um, uh, MTV News back in the day uh, when after I listened to it, I, I connected with RJ because I was pretty impressed because that's what really would have reminded me of. Um, and as the longer formats of uh, companion to our weekly, there'll be video news uh, for show for the drop podcast as well. And it'll be hosted by RJB and there'll be a rotating cast of Osiris friends and will include artists and interviews and festivals and previews and cult and uh, coverage and much more. So drop in with Osiris on Mondays for an easy, entertaining way to digest this week's and live music. And uh, know that it's also brought to you by Cash or Trade. And uh, for me, pretty interesting, pretty great, because Cash or Trade is actually the way I got into Ghosts of the Forest, because I did not have tickets. And about a week before 
the show, when Trey started talking about uh, what was going on, he, he put out the the release he had spoke about was the emotional rescue about how he wrote Ghost of the Forest for his friend Chris, uh, that he's his best friend from when he was a child. And so as it was starting to get closer, and especially with me being in Maine, I was like, you know, I've got to be there. And sure enough, I went on there and uh, found two tickets for face value. Easy, easy, easy. Um, had them, I think that was a Tuesday night, and they were already in the mail on Friday. So I'm very thankful for that because what we experienced last night um, – was absolutely magical. Um, I got there around three o'clock. Uh, I knew I wanted to ride the rail and it was a beautiful day up in Maine. And so I parked my car and, you know, walking by the buses and as I'm walking by the buses. So sure enough, out pops Jennifer Hartswick and along with the vocalist Celise. And just right in front of me, I'm like, hey. <laughs> so I introduced myself. And of course, I had my you know, female centric cards and some stickers on me. And so I asked of them if they would be on the interest in being on the podcast someday. And they said they would. So fingers crossed on this one. We're just gonna, uh, you know, keep connecting with them about about having them uh, be part of female centrics because really, they are just, you know, another big part of our family and in, in what we do here. And, and so I got to grab a great picture with them. And, and that was really really exciting way just to, you know, start the whole, um, my whole evening. So came around the corner and I was right away. I was, uh, about fifth in line, which is always fantastic. And, um, my buddy Dave Labarski, hi Dave, was, uh, there waiting for me as well. And I settled right in and, uh, my friend Josiah was right there. And last time I had met up with Josiah was, uh, again, front row, um, at Thompson's point where we saw Tad where my daughter uh, Daphne had gotten the letter written to her from Trey at, at a set break. And so, you know, settled right in for a whole afternoon to hanging out with the, the crew on the sidewalk. And it was absolutely beautiful. So, you know, everybody's, you know, anxious and excited. And, you know, what are we going to, you know, get into? And, you know, soundtrack, you know, started. And so we had our ears glued to the door and we could just hear like the, you know, this just gorgeous, rich, rich, you know, uh, harmonies coming from the vocalist along with Trey and Trey's just really 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 worked on his his voice and his vibrato is is just uh, he's it's just beautiful you know and it's something that he's worked really hard on over the the past few years for sure so we had our ears the door but then we you know backed off and didn't want to kind of get into them much so much so the the uh you know the show doors open at seven and um you know we scanned our ticket and ran right in there and I got right to my favorite spot which is just just to Trey's left there and uh you know again settled in in for the evening and so you know obviously none of us knew with that that one song that had the course of the forest song and that's what they ended up opening up with and uh so to you know look around there was definitely people had had listened to the song a few times before coming in and then it just went from there into this place that, you know, we're not, we weren't familiar with, which is different for us because, you know, Fish's music is, it's our, it's our life for, for a lot of us, you know? And so, 
you know, and, and Trey, he was, you know, you could just tell he was thrilled and being right up front with, with all of them. And, you know, and Fishman's right behind him. I wasn't able to see Fishman as well as I would have liked to, but I was able to like, you know, catch his facial expressions and, and he was just, you know, really following, they all were really following Trey's lead and, and, but being their best, being their best, you know, and, and knowing how exposed they were. Um, so there we are. So, you know, none of us know, knew the names of the songs or really what to expect and whatnot. So as I'm reviewing this, it was one of those things I'm like, oh, that's right. I don't know the names of these songs. And, you know, as I went on Live Fish today and I was able to sort of go through a few of them and, and, and get the lyrics and, uh, for some of them, because as I was moving through this experience, um, I, you know, hmm hard to explain. So as I was moving through this experience, especially when it comes to the subject of death for myself, it was something that I was not exposed to a lot as a child. So when I started to question my own existence was, you know, your kind of classic early, you know, late teens, early thirties, I mean, sorry, early twenties. And I was terrified, terrified. And I had really bad anxiety about death and uh, it created panic attacks and those what if thoughts about my own mortality and especially the ones around me that I loved more than anything and it took me a long time to sort of be at peace and I can't even say you know I don't think any of us are ever really fully at peace mm, with death um, but to be able to handle the reality of it you know and um so, you know, I, I personally was hanging on every word that he was saying um, and trying to stay in the moment at the same time. Uh, so afterwards, you know, today, as I'm as I'm going through the lyrics, it was today that I really, really felt it and became very emotional. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of probably too many in retrospect, too many friends pass in my life. Um, so I've. I've experienced it a lot and, and I tend to, I throw myself into it cause I want to be part of it. So it doesn't scare me. Um, and I feel like with this project for me, the way Trey went about processing the death of his best friend, um, to me was also very therapeutic. Um, now that I'm listening back to the words and to me, what was great about it, what's great about this is that, they're not all slow, sad uh, melodies. There's some, you know, really, you know, rocking out ones. There's some funky dance ones. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, you know, these lyrics are intense and powerful and and about our mortality, you know. So um, in, a, in a few minutes, uh, we are actually going to I'm, I'm actually going to be interviewing uh, Dr. Stephanie Jenkins, who is uh, she's the sort of, I guess, leader of the academic um, world of the fish community. And she's a professor in Oregon. Um, and so it's really great to have her. So we're going to be reviewing a few songs in there. But I wanted to kind of talk about a couple of songs uh, beforehand, just sort of, uh, I guess, discussing the uh, how much, you know, it's the same, the same subject, 
but yet the melodies can be mellow and sort of, I guess, sad as, or, you know, can invoke that feeling. But then these same sort of type lyrics can also be this funky dance party. So this one song is called If Again, and it's an acoustic song and with Jen and Celise singing, um, it's acoustic guitar. And Trey sat down and literally just beamed, smile, joy through this. And it was not I don't even think there was lyrics in this song. It was more so just him up there playing and feeling it. And oh my goodness, you guys, the the smile on his face, I can't even get over how beautiful it was. It really was so, so moving. If again, um, there is the other song um, besides the ones that we'll be discussing with doctors, or we cut into the interview with Dr. Stephanie Jenkins. Uh, there's a song called The Green Truth. And the lyrics uh, in it, one of the lyrics in it is, I hear the rhythm of your breathing. And uh, the women kind of repeat the song, uh, the lyrics take it as it comes this song is a funky ass fun dance party and the ba- D- tony with the with his bass man that man unbelievable i looked for it in here and i can't find it i thought mic drop bombs you guys oh my goodness there's a <laughs> again, I wish I could I wish I knew the names of the of exactly where the spots were, but I mean as we as as this all comes out, we'll 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 you know know exactly where they are. But um there is like four or five bombs that he drops that you know, my body was pressed up against the rail and <laughs> it was something else, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but Take it as it comes. I said, take it as it comes. Oh, take it as it comes. Take it as it comes. It keeps 
So for the song, The Green Truth, um, just, you know, for him to be talking about, I hear the rhythm of your breathing. And if you've ever been with anybody that's passed away or or spoken to anybody that's passed away, it's, you know, it's toward the end there. It's like, that's whatever, you know, that's what you're watching is the rhythm of their breathing. And then comes that moment where they just don't, that rhythm stops, you know? And so for Trey to be able to express himself and move through all of this and have it not just be these sad melodies, but have it be the fun dance party. Have it be these, you know, really intense rocking out uh, moments. Um, you know, he just he just really nailed it. He really did. Um, I'm really grateful for it. So um, with that, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Dr. Stephanie Jenkins. So we'll be right back. All right. Well, with us today, uh, I'm very happy because we get to bring back Dr. Stephanie Jenkins. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. So thank you for being able to call in. I was really happy to see you last night and meet your parents. Was that their first fish related show? No, it's not. Uh, my Both my parents have been to at least one fish show. Oh, nice. Separately? So my mom's first show was Great Woods in 2014, mm-hmm. and then they both came to the la- uh, the last show in Portland, Maine. Uh, but this Ghost of the Forest show was the first time that we were seeing a new band together. Oh, that's great. That's great. It, it was very lovely, and I'm so glad that we had a chance to run into you. And uh, my mom just texted me earlier today saying how awesome it was to meet uh, some of my friends and so many people who are important to me. So thanks for being a part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and and so I was all amped up to be, you know, interviewing people on the street last night. I had the, the meeting place. I was going to meet you and I had a handful of other people. And then I got out there and it was just that in the background. <laughs> And uh, my back was killing me from standing, you know, up front the whole time. And so I kind of I got a few, uh, a couple of good interviews, a couple of funny ones. And then I just, you know, sort of headed home. So I'm really happy that you were able to call in to, to give your review on this, because really we what we experienced last night was something so special and so magical within our, our fish community. And you are a really big part of our fish community with, um, with your fish academia piece that you've really brought into this and, and people are really, really interested in it too. So why don't you kind of introduce yourself and, and, uh, cause we've had, we had Stephanie and, uh, Denise Goldman, um, back this summer. You guys were like really early in female centrics. It was the summer. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. I very, I very much enjoyed that. Interview. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. So go introduce yourself and then we'll just kind of, you know, review, talk about the show a bit and what your thoughts were and what you're doing with that. Uh, okay. I am an assistant professor of philosophy in the School of History, Philosophy and Religion at Oregon State University. And I also am a fish fan. I've combined my two passions into a philosophy of art and music course that uses the band Fish is a case study. I teach that online every summer, uh, although I have now taken students on two field trips, sort of in person to 
concerts. Uh, we went on a field trip to the Gorge Amphitheater run this summer, and then I took another group to the Vegas run over Halloween. You did? I didn't know you did that. I did, yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I feel like, okay, that's just a whole other subject we might need to have you on and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to take away from the Ghost of the Forest right, show, exactly. so we can, we can talk about that another time, yes, and I'm actually will. sure some of the students would be uh, thrilled to talk to you about Great. it. Great. We'll pencil that one in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, more recently, uh, the big project is that I yes. am organizing and hosting the first ever fish studies conference that will be at Oregon State on May 17th to 19th. This is huge. This is huge, definitely, and that's that's the one that we'll. I would. I really would like to. Again, we'll 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 talk and schedule yes, it another in the future. Time. Yes, yes, because <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of great things going on. You know, <laughs> um, a dream. It's true. Right, right, exactly. So yeah. So tell me about your thoughts about last night. Where were you guys seated? And um, yeah, go for it. It was so stupendous. I'm thrilled and grateful that I was able to attend the first ever show of Ghost of the Forest. Uh, but not just attend the show. I was with a very um, incredible group of people. I came to the show with my parents. I grew up in Maine, so it was uh, a, a home state event for me. And also with some dear friends and colleagues, it just made it very special to have uh, that sort of close-knit community at that event. Mm-hmm. And we were seated uh, on the uh, sort of the front of the the balcony. Okay. Yep. That's a great spot up there, definitely. My uh, My friends were... Uh, on the left side, I guess. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're up that way, front it, row. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to like to be on the floor, and it's funny because my my mom loves the floor too, and often complains when we're not on the floor. But mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it, we were on the balcony for the for a number of reasons, and uh, the thing that I really enjoyed about it was that it, because it's such a small, intimate venue, yes. I really wasn't that far away from the stage. But I was able to, by being up a little bit higher, was able to see more about what Fishman is doing. Mm. Uh, I'm a drummer myself, so that was something that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I have to say, so I was front row, right uh, to the uh, directly to left of Trey. So, mm-hmm. um, I, so I wasn't able to see Fishman that much. I got some amazing shots of of Trey and the rest of the band, but Fishman was sort of, you know, I could see his cute little face in the back <laughs> background there, but I wasn't mm-hmm. able to really, uh, really see what he was doing because Trey was, you know, sort of in front of him. So that's great that you were able to, mm-hmm. you know, capture the the bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I actually really liked about the show was uh, the way that the the nakedness of some of the songs really allowed Fishman to shine, um, especially his hi-hat use. And, and that's something that I've always loved about his drumming in particular, but I, I really uh, kind of took note of it last night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think we lost her. I'm here. Oh, you are. Okay. I'm still here. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Okay, cool. All right, so go ahead. So, the, yep, mm-hmm. Were you going to elaborate on that? Oh, I, I was done unless you had another question. Oh, no, 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 no that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so with the hi hat, oh, with the, okay, that's what it was. All right. Um, so do you, I know, you know, it's interesting because we don't have, well, now we have the names of the songs, obviously, mm-hmm. but while we're going through it, you know, it's sort of difficult, you know, in retrospect as, as reviewing all this uh, to figure out exactly which song matched which one that we really liked or, mm-hmm. or that th- sort of thing. So is there anything, is there anyone in particular that you remember the lyrics to or like sections of pieces of, or even like the, like I said, cause I remember like, a, you know, some funky breakdowns and like, you can't mm-hmm. forget those crazy. Uh, I mean, I thought Mike drop bombs, 
those 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 base bombs that Tony was <laughs> I mean I was right up against the rail I was like oh yeah buddy <laughs> <laughs> those were ridiculous so so were there any like moments as far as that piece is concerned that really that you can you know bring in yeah so so I didn't know the names of the songs right like everybody else as as they were coming to us so I, I have some kind of notes that I jotted down to myself on my phone about lyrics that I like or songs that that they're you know sort of pieces that I that I like so um like there was a lyric about gravity and I have in parentheses that I really liked what Fishman was doing with a high hi- hat. I remember kind of an unusual beat, um, but I haven't had a chance to re-listen. So I'm not exactly sure um, sort of what was going on there. Well, uh, there were co- was it at the beginning of the show? Because I'm wondering. It was, it was earlier on, on yeah. in the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's the same one. It's interesting because I believe that might be the same one. Um, so I, I, I have written down. So I guess that the good times just turn out to be a temporary reprieve from gravity. Ah, uh, okay. Does that sound right? It it sounds right. Yes. Uh, I'd have to go back to be sure. Again, again, and that one was in uh, "Drift While You're Asleep." Um, okay. Uh... So I guess that the good times turned out to be just a temporary reprieve from gravity. A nice trip over the falls in a barrel with me. We'll do it again when we meet on the other side. But yeah. So, mm-hmm. go ahead. And then I have a couple of songs that I, it looks like I've noted that I thought would be sound really great in outdoor venues. Uh, one other thing, I mean, this is the, the smallest sort of venue that I've seen kind of a fishy thing in, in a while. Sure. And what, what I was really struck by was how kind of expansive and spacious uh, some of the songs were. And I, I could really sort of imagine myself in an outdoor venue like Dick's or the Gorge with sort of the, the wind flowing um, throughout these songs. So mm. long lines and um, uh, I have the lyric free on time written down. Mm. What does that mean to you? Or what does that make you uh, feel? What does it, it, it just, it was, it was, it was comforting. Um, mm. So, so as, as um, I've, I've talked to, to many friends about at the, and we read in the Rolling Stone interview that Trey did, right, there was some really um, sort of profound philosophical topics being addressed uh, in the the content of the lyrics Absolutely. with these songs. And so I'm really looking forward to when, when um, I can sit down and listen to the songs, uh, not just the, sort of this performance, but also the the studio recordings to, to think about what's happening there. But there's very clearly some existential topics about the temporality of existence and um, struggling with the mortality of our loved ones and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm currently teaching a class on the meaning of existence at Oregon State, where it's sort of an introduction to existential philosophy. So this is something that sort of I'm used to on a regular basis, uh, talking to college students about what it means that we're going to die, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we actually, I have them uh, for the term download an app called WeCroak, where that sends them reminders five times a day that they're going to die. And we talk about it in class every day. What? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. Back up. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about that. That's it. That's okay. Okay. Back. Okay. Go for it. W- <laughs> so WeCroak? So was it just to like help you like it's, it's, sort of process death? Is that? Yeah. So, so, uh, the app is called We Croak. It's We W E Croak C R O A K. And uh, the reason why I introduced it was because every time I taught this class, 
it, it sort of became a joke that I was always reminding the students that they were going to die and they didn't know when, but it was inevitable. And yeah, <laughs> uh, at the end of the term, I would say, well, what are you going to do now that you don't have me to remind you about this? There huh. should be an app for that. And it turns out there is. <laughs> so now I've incorporated it as an assignment into the course where the um, they download the app and we talk about it throughout the term. And then at, at the end, they have an opportunity with an assignment to redesign the app, to um, propose their own uh, things along those lines. Sure. So do you find that when you're teaching these classes or when people are going thing, are, are, are students, um, is the, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sure there's several different, you know, ways people are processing this, but do you find, uh, that kids get really anxious or, you know, so some of them do, they have really varying responses to it. And I, and I warn them ahead of time because uh, it's not just the week croak assignment. I also have them write their own obituaries oh and it's goodness. the, yeah, it's the first time I mean, they're the traditional college student, right? The 18 to 21 it's in some, for most of them, it's the first time they've actually thought about the fact yes. that they're going to die. Yep. And, uh, some of them respond, um, it, it uh, to paraphrase one of my students, the uh, philosophy lights a fire under your ass to mm. make your life worth living, mm-hmm. and that's what existential philosophy is about um, in, in really significant ways. Right, the temporality of our existence is what gives life meaning. Um, it's not it's not something that's supposed to paralyze us with despair, right? Or um, yeah, um, but because this is something that I, that I do on a regular basis, I've kind of been habituated to kind of walking students through this process of having these realizations. And sometimes I've had students that have to leave the class because they have um, sort of ongoing um, losses or mental health issues that make it difficult to confront it sort of explicitly within the classroom. But I've also had other students say that the philosophies that we're reading actually reduces their anxiety and gives them ways of coping well, and finding meaning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, um, talking about this earlier, but like, you know, I, um, I was sort of shaded, I don't know if is the right word, um, from death, um, shielded from death. Um, and so it's interesting you bring up those age groups because that's exactly when mm-hmm. my, you know, you know, question of existence or, you know, the, the reality that I was going to die. And mm-hmm. I probably had panic attacks for a solid two years. Those what if thoughts of what if this person would die? What if that, what if I, you know, and it took me a long time to really grab a hold of it. And I still have a hard time really thinking about it too deeply. So I choose not to, but what mm-hmm. I found about last night and when I'm looking more and more into these lyrics, um, from somebody who is so significant in my life to mm-hmm. be able to put these words into, um, to making it be okay. Just one, one mm-hmm. more, you know, even though I'm not okay with it, I, I mean, you have to be, but you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah, and in, in his um, in the song called Friends, uh, which mm-hmm. was again, it was at the beginning of it, and one of the lyrics that I that I liked was, "I don't want to look because I don't want it to end," you know. Yeah. And that's kind of how I like right now. Sort of, I'm like, "No, fingers in my ear, la 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 la, it's not going to really happen." <laughs> <clears throat> but the more you know, the more you're expo- exposed to it, mm-hmm. and this would be one of those, you know, another piece of that journey. So that's great that you're able to gift kids at that age, you know, this this mindset. 
And so, so the students who enroll in my class right, sort of have, have or, or other classes at other universities have the opportunity to take up that work. But the gift that last night was, right, and, it, and, and that we'll continue to give from these songs mm-hmm. is an emotional outlet for fans to, to process these very human emotions and problems and issues um, through music. Right. Um, yeah. The and th- this is why I said I found it comforting because even though some of the themes were very distressing, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 music was there right, to to see us through and and sort of provide a guide and a way out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you mentioned having panic attacks over this issue. You yeah. know, I think that that everybody has their own way of relating to death mm-hmm. and uh, sort of emotional difficulties that come out of it. Uh, I've struggled this with the loss of, of loved ones, but also confronting my own mortality through um, sort of really significant illness and uh, used to have a lot of anxiety over it. And the song Everything's Right really uh, has helped me get yes. over it mm-hmm. <laughs> because yep. if I start to stress out about something, I can just sing the song right? in it, in it because it's it's not just the lyric, it's the it's the music that yeah. comes with it provides a sort of mantra. <laughs> yeah. And um, over time, right, repeatedly, uh, the, the thoughts becomes a belief or a way of life. And, and I see, uh, these songs being even more explicit about these really profound philosophical topics and ways that can kind of open up the possibilities for philosophical dialogue within the community and our own lives. So this is it. It's over. I don't want to look Cause I don't want it to end Cause I've traveled All over This big old world And it's so hard to find a real friend. What I find I find for myself, and I think that this is, you know, with Trey, and it sounds like yourself as well, the more I throw myself into it or expose myself. So, you know, when one of my best friends passed away, I went with his other best friend and we split that phone book down the down the middle and we had to make the phone calls and both oh, of us you know I wrote a eulogy and he ended up finding actually it was our friend Timmy Cooper we'll be doing a show on him um, I was going to do it for his birthday it was just this past uh, week but I think we're gonna I'm gonna move it because it's just way too much to talk to about them this guy was a character mm-hmm. but but um uh, he actually found a journal and Timmy had written his own eulogy back when he was living wow. yeah when he was living behind my couch in between fish tour on 96 and we had never seen this before so you know that sort of thing or just being able to you know be there and and you know my grandmother and carry the casket and that sort of thing like I have to push myself through those experiences in order 
to make it real and not be scared, you know, and mm-hmm. and for Trey to be able to like, you know, sit here and, and be right by his side. And he was saying, you know, right up to the end, light his cigarettes, you know, like, yeah. even though it's probably what killed, you know, or like one of the mm-hmm. things that killed him, you know, or whatever. But it's like at that point, it's like, what are you going to do, bitch? Are your friend smoking? Mm-hmm. No, you're going to light his butt. And, you know, and then you're going to write, a you know, a, a, an album, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and put your all into it. And. And, you know, and I think what I liked about it as well is like, you know, all these, all these feelings, all these emotions, they were so intense, but the songs weren't all sad. They weren't all slow. You know, he rocked Mm -hmm. out quite a few times, like, Mm -hmm. like not heavy metal, but heavy metal for Trey, you know? Mm -hmm. And and, uh, again, it's like once we sort of explore these, the you know, the names of these songs, I'll find out a little bit more. Oh, oh, it was that one. It was that one, you know? And, and that's true for existential philosophy as well, that death isn't just intended to be something that's anxiety producing or sad, but that the mortality of our existence, right, it lights a fire under our asses. It, it can bring joy and um, empowerment and, and meaning to one's life. And, and you see that, that breadth of um, emotion reflected in the Ghosts of the Forest uh, songs. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so, so I mean, Trey just sort of addressed this to us, right, as the audience at the end of the show. But I really think that as a community that we should all be proud of Trey for the risk and vulnerability that he took upon himself mm-hmm. um, to to write songs that are so personal mm-hmm. and and to just put them out in there into the world. Um, it It makes the world a safer place for others. To, to go down that path and do it for themselves. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really quite the transformation that has taken place in his professional career. Because if you go back right to, to er, the earlier Fish songs, the lyrics can be very cryptic mm-hmm. um, or, or, right, or explicitly about not wanting one's life to be an open book. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and last night we saw Trey just lay it all out for us in a very transparent way. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And he was like giddy and, and, um, his smiles and the way, like, even did we know when he got up there with just his microphone, I mean, the only yeah. other time I've ever seen him do that was that, you know, just the Casbot Vox, you know, mm-hmm. recently when he got up there, but when he, when those, when the ladies were singing and he got up right, oh, and I, the Ziggy Stardust set, right? Okay. Okay. It was, see, I yeah, wasn't so, there for that. I wasn't there for that. Show. So, so the what's interesting mm-hmm. is that, right, that 
the only other times that that I can think of, mm-hmm. right, where he has um, removed his guitar, right, mm-hmm. have been Halloween sets where he was a costume, sure, and yes. was able to to perform being someone else. Yes, yes, <laughs> right, where this was him being himself in a very intimate way. Oh, Stephanie, what a good point. Yeah. So wow. um, yeah. I haven't looked that stat up yet. So there there may be other times, but. Sure. Uh, but still, right, removing the, sa- the the safety of his guitar. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I think, really profound. Well, and I think it and kind brave. of brings back your point of, like, that nakedness. Like, you were talking about, you know, uh, with Fishman, with the hi-hat use and stuff. But that mm-hmm. was also, you know, re- very applicable to him as well. And And you could see, like, how much... And especially when he was introducing everybody at the end and whatnot, like, and, and, but like how much they all supported him through this just because they love him and they've been doing with him for so long, you know, and, and mm-hmm. even, you know, is Celis, Celis, right? I think that's how you pronounce her name, but like, mm-hmm. you know, she's fairly new to the family, but that it's interesting you bring up about that because she was there for the Ziggy Sardas. So that would have been, you know, the other, one of the other yeah. times, you know, that it was with her experience. The thing I was really struck by, and this is why I used the the term naked, was mm-hmm. that I was really kind of unsettled and uncomfortable at the beginning of the show. It, mm-hmm. it took me a while to um, to kind of enjoy myself and get settled into the moment. Mm-hmm. And and what and because I haven't had a chance to re-listen to it, I can't tell if it was the music, right, or if it was me. Yes. yes. And I think that it was a combination, right? Yep. That going to this show really unsettled our habits for for concert going in terms of how we listen to the music, the music, the emotions that we experience, um, even down to things like kind of the rhythm of a concert. Like I made plans to go see someone during a set the set break, and then there wasn't a set break, so I didn't get a chance to see them before I left. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then, so the first few songs, I, like, I wasn't sure if I liked it and I just found, um, this just kind of on this angst right, within, yeah. within the music. And, and that's when I, 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 I wrote, I just wrote down the term naked. Right. And, and I think that part of it was, uh, that the music was mellower and it was really spacious, yeah. but also just emotionally bare. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, I, I, I wasn't. It, it, I mean, funny. We went into the show not knowing what to expect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I found myself being unsettled by the unexpected. Yes, yes. Nope. I agree with you. It took me a while as well. Like I, 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 I it's hard for me to explain too. You know, but as far as like just wanting uh, to be present and be in the moment through all of it, but not having any idea what was going to come next. And I, and for, I think for all of us, we almost, not that we don't know, not that we don't, you know, we don't know necessarily what the next song they're going to play, but we do for the most part, unless it's some crazy bust out. Like I think it was my husband was like, Oh, it was a bunch of bust outs last night. You know, joking. Right. You know, like, or whatever, <laughs> brand new songs, you know, it's like, um, so it was kind of the same way, the way it was, uh, I want to say for, um, um, and I think that honestly, the way that Trey actually explained it too, but was for Halloween when they did the Fuego, the mm-hmm. wings, wingsuit album, you wingsuit, know? Yep. um, because at that point we knew that they were delivering us brand new 
mm-hmm. songs. And they were like, thank you, you know, so grateful. But there was a lot of people around us that were not so happy by it because mm-hmm. they weren't, they, they, and not, we all knew what we were walking into last night when mm-hmm. we didn't with the, you know, with the other piece there, the Fuego piece, you know, and right. uh, Casbah Vox, everybody's like, oh yeah, I've heard of them. You know, <laughs> 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 I haven't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, that's a, it's a really good point. I think that's a very honest point, you know, as far as, uh, you know, getting, trying to find your groove of something that you're always just so comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, um, for what. But that's why I love this band, right? Yes. It gets me out of my comfort zone. Um, the, the, you can experience the entire continuum of human emotions in a single concert. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And this, this, it was this afternoon when I was starting to really listen to it. And I actually called Ryan, my producer on the way here. Cause I was like, I just feel like I need to cry. He's like, okay. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny is that talk. So I, I, I often cry at fish shows, but, but out of joy. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, or, um, kind of just being uh, moved by the beauty of a jam. Sure. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm finding as, uh, I, I didn't cry last night, um, but talking to you about it, I find myself getting kind of emotional and I suspect that I will go home and listen to this with headphones on and cuddle with my dog and ball my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Once it's just you and you're like, okay, I got the, the initial thing out of the way. All right, Trey, what are you telling me here? And I'm like, well, that's what you were telling me. Oh, you know. So yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and, and it's, you know, the thing that he brought up, which I'm definitely cutting into, is, I'm going to, you know, um, I'm going to, this is one of the pieces I'm going to put in was about how he was talking, you know, he introduced the whole band and then he was like, you know what? He's like, but I've been here, this is, you know, five festivals going back to Amy's farm. He's like, I've mm-hmm. known some of you, I've been with some of you guys longer than I've been with these guys, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't at Amy's farm, but I've been at all the other main festivals and I have friends that were Amy's farm. Were you at Amy's farm? I wasn't. No, no. But, but everything else I was there for. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, you know? And like, he has gotten to know at least like our faces and this and that, you know, I got a couple gentle nods and it was just like, Oh, it's like turned into a little schoolgirl for a minute, you know? Like, Well, and, and this is the incredible thing about having a band that spans over more than three decades mm-hmm. is that as a community that we go through the phases of a human life together. Oh, right. Yes. Um, yes. The, and, and, it, it relatively recently, I'm finding that sort of the post show conversations that I've been having with my friends has been including like, how do we handle our aging bodies on tour? Right? Uh, <laughs> or, yeah. Um, uh, p- uh, people getting, uh, not just having like marriages and births, but deaths and divorces and, uh, all sorts of traumas happening in um, their lives, but we go through them together yeah. and we have the music that helps us get through. Um, and, uh, this, it, it's, it's, um, it's funny, right? It's, I just have this sense of, um, now our, now our favorite band is also preparing us for death. Mm. Right. Um, and it's, and it's fitting, right. That, that we do this together. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm covered in shells right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's very fitting. Wow. It's, I mean, my perspective on this might be unusual just because it's, um, uh, not typical to have your profession be talking to people about like death. Right. <laughs> but I think that's and perfect so, though. Cause you're mm-hmm. able to sort of put spin, continue to spin that 
what what Trey wants us to, uh, I don't know, that point almost in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess everybody can like take their own feelings on how, but really when it comes down to it, this album was for his best friend, Chris, who died, yeah. who he's with, you know. And so, no, I think it's incredibly fitting and I think incredibly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, something very like, you know, just another point to the enlightenment of of this and what a gift this is to us. So you're so right about, you know, now it's preparing for this this other stage, yeah, I had freaking hand warmers in my back last night just trying to make it so hurt so much because I was standing there for so long. I'm like, you know, you got to do what you got to do now, you know. Just, we'll keep going. So we're not going to stop, you know. So, oh, wow. Well, yeah, well, you know, I, I really, really appreciate your uh, insight on this. Uh, you're just the absolute perfect person for me to be able to connect with. And I'm so glad we actually did it this way and it wasn't just a quick on the street with, you know, nights just hissing off in the background yeah. and everybody running by and everything. Thing. Thank you so much for talking to me about it. I really, I, it's, it's really, I felt like I, I needed to de- debrief with some more folks about this. Yeah. So um, yeah, I can't wait to hear um, more about, I haven't had a chance to sort of read any reviews or, or poke around the internet. So I'm really looking forward to seeing not just the responses of fans, but I want to take this back to my existentialism students and see yes. what they think. But, um, you know, regardless of what you think about the music, um, Right. It's, you know, aesthetics judgments, whether or not we we like music is something that is highly subjective. But that aside, I have I'm completely confident that the Ghosts of the Forest album and run will really infuse some creative energy into fish that I'm looking forward to seeing this summer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So I'll be in touch because now you just got me all excited. I want to talk more to you about all kinds of other things. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> so you're amazing. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, what, a, what a great idea to, to have a, 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 a show sort of focused yeah. um, on, on this. Uh, I, right. Cause it, and, and it's, it's amazing to me to be able to talk to you about it just cause we have that main connection. It, sure. it, like it felt, felt like being home. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. We will uh, definitely, I'll, I will be in touch very, very soon. Okay. All bye. right. Take care. Bye. All right. So I am so thankful for Dr. Stephanie Jenkins. She's such an integral part of our community and what an amazing uh, insight that was to the Ghosts of the Forest show um and as i said i'm grateful that we actually did this here in the studio and and not on the street and had it be real quick because both of us were able to really uh you know get into this um so we're gonna end this with a couple of a couple of things here so one of them where i was able to afterwards uh get a few people's interviews one of them is uh josiah babcock who he was able to share his insight and then i kind of just walked through the crowd with my recorder going and I picked up some pretty funny things. Uh, so we're going to end the show with that. But before that, I just want to uh, bring just a couple quick more highlights about it. And one of them, you know, this Rolling Stone article, if you haven't had a chance to, to uh, read it, uh, Trey's interview about it leading into the show is just beautiful. And, and, you know, once again, just how, integral or at least important he makes us all feel and how much we are part of this as much as they are which is interesting because obviously they're the ones playing the music but you know um i loved this quote so he said we're on the boat but we're not driving it the wind is blowing and the wind is the music and you are the ones who are keeping us afloat and he spoke at the very end of the show last night is what he said that I, i loved sort of supporting that 
What we talked about last uh, backstage is that if there was any cheering that was going on here, it should be us cheering for you. Uh, so we're going to cheer for you. Thank you. It's kind of um, hard to really express what it means to be able to put new music up here for such a receptive and cool, enthusiastic, smart, gorgeous, brilliant odd group of people as those I see before me. <laughs> Slamming hot, funny, you know, all that. <laughs>One other part of the Rolling Stone magazine, which again, just being a mainer and how special he makes us feel. <laughs> so, you know, he asked, he was asked, what, uh, what's opening night going to be like for you? And in Rolling Stones, he said, now is the time I get to go to Maine. This is what my mind's been on because it's always on the next show. I get to go to Maine, which I love. I love the state theater. We're going to go to Maine and we're going to go in for one night. And we're going to go on a journey for, with, for everybody together, the audience and us. So one of the things I thought was really great was just this next little part here, how, again, make it just feel special and, and what he had to say about uh, fans in Maine. But even mind-blowinger than that is that we've done, I think, four festivals in Maine. And this morning I was thinking the first one was Amy's Farm. That must have been like 1991 or something like that. Something like that. I don't know, 90-something. So I was thinking, I've actually been hanging around some of you even longer than them. <laughs> I bet there's somebody out there that went to all of those festivals. One of you? Did anybody go to Amy's farm? There you go. Yes. All right, so you're like older than, than the rest of them. You're old, man. You're at Amy's farm. Wait a minute. I know somebody who's here that was at Amy's farm. Amy, she's here. Hey, Amy. <laughs> Amy's coming. You were at Amy's farm because it was your farm. Okay, so we're all pieces in the grand machine is the way I like to think about it. So since we're all pieces in the grand machine, we better close with this song that is a new song. Two, one. And with that, we are going to close out this very special episode, the review of Ghost of the Forest, with uh, some on-the-street interviews and some funny conversations, uh, characters I bumped into. Um, so thank you all for joining us. And a reminder that we are lucky to be part of the Osiris Podcast Network. So to check out more podcasts from Osiris, please go to osirispod.com. And uh, thanks for joining us. And yes, here are some great main fans talking about what they feel about last night's show and uh, just some characters there. All right, peace. I am here outside of the Ghost of the Forest um, in Maine with Josiah Babcock. And hi. Hi. 
And uh, Josiah and I met at Thompson's Point. Yes. 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 And then we showed up here. We were together. Yeah. Yeah. Spent some time in line today. Yay! Definitely. So, what did you think? I thought it was amazing. I was blown away, especially for you know musicians that haven't all played together all together together mm-hmm. and uh, to play all new music like that that successfully was, was stunning it was all different genres and so pretty like it was such a a love letter and uh, the musings on death and the afterlife and so much like oh yeah it was and, really deep and, like it was yeah yeah, well, yeah. I, I can't wait to like read the lyrics or listen to yep. it again and, and, and painted and, beautifully it was yeah, like it was it was like a painting it was like a like a mm-hmm. like a scape like a scape of some kind you know it was mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. Yeah. It was art. You know? It was, it's, it was. And the women together, their voices were un... Stunning, yeah. It's almost like, like it's almost like they, when they when they sing, it's like turns into like a flute or something. It's mm-hmm. that trill when they get together. Yeah, especially that uh, high pitch at the end of the um, pieces of the machine encore. That, like, yeah. Were, like, it was like matching Trey's guitar perfectly on the really yep. shreddy high notes. Yeah. Cool. Yep, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited to uh, re-listen to the stories he was telling, too. Because right. I can just fucking <laughs> listen to Trey tell stories all night. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I like I like story time with Trey a lot. He, yeah. he was having fun, you know, beaming. Obviously, very happy. Like biggest smile ever. Yeah. Biggest smile ever. Yeah. yeah. No, tonight was a fucking super special night. And there's Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Say hi to female centric. Hi. Oh, that's good. And it's Betty Saint Clair. I like your shoes. I Betty like yours too. Look at you guys. Yeah, cool yeah right. Thing. We Look have cool shoes. Wow, I am not. Cool. I'm interviewing um, hey, I'm Josiah. Tell me how awesome freaking tonight was. I love you. That was Benny. Benny was on the podcast before. <laughs> he loved our shoes. Off he goes. So I'm psyched because you took notes. I did a little yes. bit. I, I don't know all the song titles, but I tried to figure right. out what the what I would guess they were called. All right. Cool, cool, uh, I'll cool. I'll send it to you. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. So nice to see you as yeah, always. Yeah, you too. Yep. It's been a pleasure rocking the reality. Yeah, always, always. Have a great night. What do you think about the show? I thought it was amazing. I feel like Trey let us in to see a little piece of his soul. And I am so thankful I got to be here for the first night. I can't even believe it. I literally, when they left one by one from the stage, I literally cried. That was so powerful. I loved it so much. So much. Yay. What's your name? My name's Jody Stebbins from Harry Brown's Farm in Starks, Maine. Yay. Yes. Nice Thank to see you. Nice yes. to see you. Yeah, definitely. Take care.